1: Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Cyber isn't one thing, cyber is everything. It cuts across every industry, connecting everybody. It's the same way Dakota State University isn't just a university. With our Cyber 27 initiative, DSU has a stronger, more secure future. We're adding more faculty and welcoming more students building labs, adding degrees, conducting game-changing research. We need partners to work with us and put our graduates to work for them. Visit dsucyber27.com to learn more. Welcome to the 5-Year Plan Podcast. Hey, last pod of the season. Oh, I know. Pod 291, sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to Vector.co.uk. So Vector with her. Okay. And JC and & Associates. Uh, visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. I will. I did. I did. And I will. I'll continue to. Good and sounded like David Bowie. Then,
0: <laughs> would you like a glass of milk? <laughs> you know, I'm allergic to it. We've just had this conversation.
2: Know, I'm sorry, um, lads. I'm not allergic to it in case people think I'm middle class. There's, I a hate, hate the nothing, there's nothing middle class about being allergic to milk. Yes, there is. Is there? Oh, in that case, I'm very middle class. <laughs> well, we know that already, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, lads, would you put your mortgage? We haven't introduced, um, what are we gonna get? we're getting oh, to getting. Oh, sorry, that. yeah, yeah. We've got to do the sponsors first, they've paid us money Chris um, new agent. You would you him. put your mortgage <laughs> on palace's new kit for next season being red and blue stripes
0: uh, well yeah, 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 I, yeah I, don't way, I don't think the odds
2: would be very good but nah. yeah apart from that one year where with the with stripes, yeah. but. um well if you want to i mean that was the worst one i've done over the, uh, over the last five weeks um for everything you need for your every aspect of a mortgage advice uh visit our new sponsors eternity home finance Croydon based family run company providing a free consultation on anything such as first time buyers, buying a new home, debt consolidation, building a book by let portfolio, and retirement mortgages. Visit eternityhomefinance dot com or ring zero three three zero one three three zero seven zero nine. Oh yeah, what if I said last week? Yes. Oh <laughs> God, I can't remember. It it home Finance, on. I'm in. Oh yeah, uh, I am, I'm in. Home Finance, I'm in. <laughs>
0: We Um. might need to sub that intro down a little bit for next season. It's quite a long one. Well,
2: it's the last pod of the season, so, you know, anything goes. Anything goes. Um, James Endicott? Hello. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, nice to see you. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, Kevin Day?
0: I'm fine, thank you, apart from the heat
2: and the sun. Oh, not that again. Every season. Um, Adam Sells? Over the moon. (laughs) Hey, getting in early. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Um... Lads, before we get on to the Bournemouth game, I've got loads of questions from our listeners for this, the final pod the 19 loads of questions about the Bournemouth game? No, 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 loads oh. of questions in general. Oh. Um, actually, we actually had none about the Bournemouth game. Everyone seems very happy. Um, before we so. do that, I've had a message from a listener who's called uh, Stephen Barton. Hi, Stephen. Oh, hello, Stephen. And he is taking part in the Palace for Life 2019 Prudential Ride London. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people... Uh, do you guys know what Ride London is? Yes. the well, cycling thing where they basically go around London... Mm. Cycling. Yeah, simple. Um, and lots of people are doing it for Palace for Life, which, as we know, we have raised money for them in the past and they are a fantastic foundation. they do a lot of good work. And so Stephen has asked me just to mention that that is happening. Um, they're looking for... They've already raised £2,100. Brilliant. Let's see if we can get them even more. So you go to justgiving.com slash campaign slash palaceforlife hyphen 2019 Ride London. Uh, we'll also put it on our show socials as well. So any support you can give to that would be appreciated. Excellent. Um... Right. F- crazy game. Last game of the season. Nothing riding on it. Apart from a potential uh, 11th place finish, if we didn't get because West Ham won at Watford. Um, 5-3 in the end, Kevin. We finally saw, and we've been asking all season, Palace to come out of the blocks mm. at home. It worked, although albeit in a game where, you know, both teams are, well, kind of on the beach and there was nothing riding on it. But still, lovely to see and it does work. Yeah, you always. <coughs> I think you always get one of those games on the last
0: day of the season, mm-hmm. amongst the ten. There's always one that you may go, what, how many, <laughs> who? Uh, I genuinely thought, I, I went in at <laughs> half-time, so obviously to you have to beat the Cubs in the half weight. So it's 3-0 when I left at half-time. Uh, so I was amazed to find at the start of the second half was no, no one even bothered to tell me it was 3-1. Because <laughs> at half-time I genuinely thought we were going to go on and score six or seven, but what, my memory will of that game will forever be, and it's already in my top five all time Palace memories is the fifth goal. Yeah, is Wilf literally still having his hands on his ears in front of the Bournemouth fans when the ball came to him from Max Mayer's fantastic pass? I have to say. Yeah, and then just angry Wilf is like a comic book character from the so it's one of those players that's kind of quite soft, but you have to wind him up and then he suddenly turns into a real the incredible hard Incredible yeah, whole rampaging. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly <laughs> you can <could> see the <laughs> adrenaline and the anger, and uh, it was. And what was brilliant about it is that at the end of it, after fending off those two. Attempts at tackling him Just the strength Fouling him Fouling him. Yeah. yeah They both should have been well, The first one was from Klein yeah. Yeah. yeah And the second one Was from the one He had the bust up with Lerma, one I think it was, with Lerma. Yeah. The one who got Son sent off In the home game Against Tottenham But the brilliant thing About it is that At the end of that With all that anger He still had The intelligence That he may not have had Two years ago Because every single Bournemouth defender Went to him mm. To try and stop him Going outside And he just flicked it To, to an unmarked Andros, who finished Perthes. And there's I mean you could tell By the celebration That's that wasn't just a celebration of a fifth goal and an eight goal thriller. That was, yeah, that was, and the, you just had to laugh at the Bournemouth fans. That was, but that happened to six year old kid in front of us who just took his shirt off and started
2: waving it around his head, which has <laughs> got the best round of applause of the <laughs> afternoon. It's
0: fantastic. I mean, yeah,
2: clearly it was a moment that, you know, these games aren't just um, end of season, you know, dull games, and they they still care about scoring goals, and obviously that mattered. But so as we've seen it with Wilf, haven't haven't we? He gets wound up in games, but when he channels it in the right way, and I'm thinking of, you know, Watford at home last season in the last couple of minutes, West Ham at home last season. When he when he channels it, away fans make such a mistake by winding yeah. him up because if we can get him playing like that. And he was already playing well on Saturday, but that just took him to next level.
3: Well you slightly worry, don't you? But a lot of top players play right on the edge, don't they? So you 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 had that fear where it appeared he wasn't gonna stop talking to the referee. During that spell when Luka was involved, and you're thinking he's going to get himself sent off, Ala at Southampton again, but uh, he managed to turn that anger into something positive and channeled it, as you say, in the right way. And uh, the net result was a pretty spectacular goal all round. You know, he had the power and the pace, but also the poise at the end to uh, find Andros Townsend, who finished it very well. Although probably Gary Lineker and Cole say it wasn't really important enough, so it's not really <laughs> a very not really a very good goal, is it, or something? <laughs> I'm giving think. up
0: now after that. Well, they, uh, they confu- I'm seeing him next week. They, they confused good with important, didn't they? Yeah. For the goal of the, the goal season
3: has never been based on how important it was. Ever. To, uh, I, be- also,
0: not only was it, was it the kid taking the shot. There's the, the people around us where we sit our season tickets. Yeah, and you get friendly with them during the season, but they're quite mild-mannered, hmm. older people. One of them, when he had to pull back from the Bournemouth fans. It's like, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> he must be in his sixties. He's like, literally, come <laughs> back, Terry, come back. What are you doing? He's literally, oh, six, sticking two fingers up. And ten, 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 like, it was an error. But the ref, enders, the ref, I thought was wrong. Like, unless Wilf had said something to him because it looked like, if he's going to yellow card him, he had to yellow card. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wilf
2: sort of pushed him. They sort of had to learn all, like, a little shielding yeah, the
0: yeah,
1: ball and he he pushed him first, pushed, him, pushed like, him away. Yeah, but I think Wilf, as he does sometimes, he reacts when he really shouldn't have done. Yeah. But, you know, he reacted and pushed it. But, you know, for me, as you said earlier, Kev, that him riding those two attempts at knocking him over was my favourite point of the whole season. Right. I mean, without a doubt, it just showed everything, not just about Wilf, but about the club, just riding the challenges of whatever we go through. And seeing him just dart down that wing, the speed. Because there was that bit in the in the first half when... It was their own goal yeah. when he was running down. There was that touch. There was that one touch he did. which just went too far. it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's gone too far. And he's finished. Even though they talked about a match today, and around we go. No, it was. A, it wasn't a great finish because no, he knocked it too far wide. And it was just like, oh, Will, if you do frustrate me so much because you should. You should be putting this away, really. But then you see him later on doing that, and that was just like that. That is a player. That that was a kid in a playground. Yeah. That was a that was a nine, ten-year-old kid in the playground yeah. against his mates, and that's what I love. About great
0: footballers, and especially about Wilf. Also, Experience. his touch for Van Arnold's goal, yeah, was yeah. fantastic. I mean, the cushion pass over three, three yards or less. <clears throat> but to answer your question, by the way, but the attacking intent, just and of course, it's it's an end of season game with nothing on it. Bournemouth are probably ideal opponents as mm-hmm. Man United found. when they never saying the same about Cardiff. <laughs> On Sunday morning.
3: <laughs> we've only beaten them once since they've been back know, in the Premier League. Know, you know, Just, you know, just this season, their recent away form. Their, their away is not good. Yeah, we seem every season at home to absolutely batter so them and that, not it, win. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it just shows you what playing 10 yards further forward seems to do. It's just we were not necessarily camped in their half. And, and ironically, PVA's goal came from a break, as did with the own goal and what a ball from McArthur as well yeah. for it too. Mm. but it's just showing that attack in the tent just makes all the difference and it got the fans behind us straight away and the atmosphere was bizarrely as good as it's been all season I think mm. I thought Mayer had his best game Ward was outstanding at, yeah. at centre back because it's one of those games as well any other game in the season you go who's who what Yeah, you'd be worried but that game yeah, that's a no, he, he already
3: played was at West Brom. he has played there before uh, uh, yeah, in, uh, yeah. in the League Cup didn't he and I remember saying yeah. to you JD when we did it afterwards how well he did yeah. actually, because I think somebody somebody got injured in the first few minutes and he Re- I think it was playing. Right, was it Readabout? Oh, yeah, and he yeah. and he ended up going from right back to centre back. And I said to you after the game, how well he'd done, you know, and he looked like he could play there. So I wasn't too concerned when I saw it. I have to say, but
2: well, I mean, we've, we've known this about Wardy though. I mean, he's always been someone that's tucked in. He's played defensive midfield for us. Yeah, before. Yeah. He's played left back <coughs> brilliantly under Pulis. Like he's a proper squad player. In fact, we have had a few questions, and I actually deleted them on the way down, so I don't know who they're from, um, saying... <laughs> sorry. Um, saying, actually... Someone's it, on the beach, aren't they? Massively. Yeah. I've been on the beach for weeks. Um, <laughs> saying, with Ward playing there so well, do we almost do we not need investment at centre-back? You know, Or does I it does I it even have, take him further up the pecking I'd, order?
0: I think Ward and Kelly are really interesting ones, because you know, Roy Hodgson's been talking about maybe bringing two or three players in at most salesy. We'll Probably have more insight than the rest of us do on this, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but I'd, I've got a feeling the players we'll be looking for won't be goalkeepers or defenders because when they're all fit, and you know, Kelly and Ward have proved that they're still Premier League quality. And it, you know, if Kelly, if you've got Ward as a fifth choice in the back, which he pretty much is, and Kelly is your fourth choice, and they're doing that good a job, mm. if you can rely on Sacco and Tompkins. Fitness, which you which it's you can't, and yeah. which you can't. But I, I don't think there's any real need to strengthen it. Probably still left back. You'd want some cover, yeah. some cover yeah. there, without a doubt. But I'd, I, I'm assuming that the, any transfer activity
2: will be in the midfield and up front. Yeah, unless,
0: unless of course we've got a new owner from.
2: Well, we've got, got questions we'll about, about that. that. We've got or, so yeah. many questions this week. Um, let, <laughs> let's talk about Meyer briefly because he's been a subject on this pod almost every week. Yeah, and obviously it was. You know, quote unquote, more of a my game, uh, Ender's, because we were playing more attacking. He was out on that, what looked like left of a narrow four, or potentially left of the three. I couldn't which quite is Roy work Hodge, it which out. Where Roy said, which is Roy said, said to you that he to likes play. to play, yeah, yeah. and and Ender's he was excellent. You know, some of the he little was, yeah. triangles he was playing yeah. with Wilford and Mitchie at times was brilliant. And yes, again, it was a game with pressure off. But well, I think know, that's going to
1: no. give Roy something to think about. No, I think exactly what you say, J D. It was a game with the pressure off. It didn't have the the high intensity. That a normal Premier League game has it was like watching for me, it was like watching a pre season friendly, mm-hmm. it really had that about it. And, and I think Max, because of that, because there wasn't the high intensity from either team, Max had that little bit of extra time to move the ball around. And you know, it just proves that it takes a long time to bed into the Premier
0: League, yeah. I think you're right about the intensity, but there was no lack of pace in the. In the game, no, it was it pretty fast and furious. It was fast and furious. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't, it was very open. You're uh, right. It was, was open.
3: Yeah. And, no, and, I, and I think yeah. you, you the problem is, I said to JD on Saturday that it was fantastic to watch, but yeah. you couldn't do that every week because you'd get into a lot of bother. Oh, have, I. You I'd know what? I thought you when I said it to you. I said, Kevin, love that.
1: You know what? Has been absolutely controversial? And with you, Kevin, I, I, I. I was disappointed in the game because it, to me it it wasn't what a football game should be. It was just there was too many spaces, there was too <laughs> much yeah, lack yeah. of No no, it wasn't. I I, I would rather seen a close one nil, two nil. I I like really? to see I, I even
2: I, at the end of the season.
1: Well no it,
0: if it was the first game you'd, you'd seen, or you know, if you took your kid for the first time. Yeah. Of course, yeah, but, <laughs> which go, I didn't. But, yeah, if I had have done. But, yeah, you know... Yeah, you'd, you'd be going, This is okay. not like this. But yeah. as
1: a, a, a football fan who goes to see Christopher Powers week in, week out for 30-odd years, it was great to see his score at home. Yeah. It was great to see some flow football. But you look at the game. I mean, come on. It yeah. was full of mistakes and holes. It wasn't yeah, a proper no. game of football.
0: No. It, it was, was yeah, you know, if you, if And I really want... Like
1: I, I don't want to put a damper on it because it was a great end of the season. It was joyous and... You know, and, and all the stuff that happened at the end and Punch and Julian and all that sort of stuff. It was a great day. It was a beautiful weather. There was eight-goal thriller. But it wasn't a thriller. It was an eight-goal kick around in the park. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. I mean, come on. But I'm not knocking it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, But it
0: was. I well, actually, if th- think about it, you're at, I mean, th- you're at their third goal, you're at, which is for all we've just talked about Kelly and Ward. Their third goal was yeah. a defensive disaster. Exactly, absolutely and any, appalling. Other, any, any other game, we would have been going. We'd be going crazy. Me- well, I think. Probably, I think if you yeah. played
3: against the top teams like that, you would get absolutely yeah, smashed. Were, yeah, you? yeah. 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 Well, if you yeah. well, played like that, both teams. If we played like yeah. that,
2: we would get relegated. Yeah, probably. Every week. Probably. 100%. Well, not if we won 5 3. Anyway. No. <laughs> <never really> <laughs> I think, uh, technically I think would, the Prince oh, is going to be
0: better. It was it be probably a little bit too yeah, harem-scarum, yeah. wasn't yeah, yeah. It? Do <laughs> yeah. it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? It was silly.
3: The whole thing was
1: silly, but silly's good. Yeah, but yeah. having <laughs> said that, yeah, silly is good. It still oh, does show fun. that
0: against teams outside the top six, if we adopt that more positive attitude, no, Absolutely, yeah. then you're more likely to score goals. I do think, though,
3: Kev, that Bournemouth defensively are probably. The worst of all the teams in that sort of middle group of the Premier League, I would say that's been their failing. They're very good offensively, but they do concede. They get beaten quite heavily, and you know, concede a lot of goals. I mean, Steve Cook. I'm very surprised at this point that he's still a Premier League mm. central defender. For instance, you know, do it, lads, just to sort of round off that sure as
0: well. I mean, it, the first goal in particular. Yeah, it's a strikers, the sort of strikers goal we haven't seen.
2: For, yeah, probably since AJ for
0: years yeah, was it was just lovely strength yeah. strength
2: it was taken so well yeah. 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 it was um, Just, I'm just the way we approached that game and the fact that we were on the front foot do we think that can have any bearing on the way Roy Hodgson sets up next season no, <laughs> no in home games <laughs> against teams around us do you think he'll have taken anything away from that or purely have just gone that's an end of season game whatever happens happens I don't I mean you'd have to ask him
0: that I mean I, I like to think that they were taking an opportunity to see how that approach works and it's it's an ideal laboratory condition if yeah. you like I, I'd like to think they'd be going okay well maybe there are times against teams like that but then having said that you know you, you, you go back to the fact that we did have all those chances against Cardiff against Newcastle but we, we've never been quite as offensive as that you'd say, but you'd like to think you might be going okay there are circumstances and of course there are teams you wouldn't dream of trying that against but you, you kind of think okay maybe the promoted teams maybe Bournemouth next year Let's try that approach. Let's get at them from the start. Let's get the fans behind us. Let's get Kev. Kev,
1: imagine. Them. That game. Um, imagine we had to say draw to stay. game. Oh, well, yeah, you'd have been yeah, terrified. Of course, you know, yeah. or, 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 course, if, or, you just or if, or couldn't if they risk it, could you? Couldn't, you couldn't, take you the risk, couldn't, risk, couldn't risk it. Couldn't I mean, risk Which the is, is my it, point. And, didn't. It, and it, was, so didn't. it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah. was entertainment. It was entertainment. And I just think you have really got to take that game out of the context of the season. It's purely entertainment. And also, the other thing is,
2: as Sergio said on this pod and the post-match pod, numerous times. So what's the post-match pod? The You're only. You can only play as much as your opposition lets you. And our opposition on Sunday let us because they just. You know they were so open but of course teams like Cardiff have come here and te- you know other teams have, have come and been very defensive and you can't play that way against them because they just don't let you. No I
3: mean to the last two games I think we've conceded eight shots on target in both of those games I think mm. something like that so that's too many and uh, so although we've we've been good enough to outscore the opposition and Roy's been able to take that approach I think he'll only ever take that approach once he knows the points are in the bag and we're in a half reasonable position. I think since the Newcastle game, generally he's gone at it, you know, a, a little more bravely. Um, the Everton game was very difficult against the, the team we know, but you know the Cardiff and, and Bournemouth games he's had a real go and thought, you know, we score these, but you know we've conceded five goals in two games to Bournemouth at a home and Cardiff away, which is
2: probably not Roy's usual uh, no although Cardiff did win at Old Trafford so maybe yeah. they're not so bad
0: after all and yeah. it wasn't our first choice but four so. Yeah, but it might put the idea in his head that
2: you know, if we score an early goal against these teams yeah. then it's they that they have to first 10-15 minutes yeah, isn't yeah. it it sets the tone for exactly, the rest of the game exactly. and guys this part one has set the tone for the rest of the pod which I think oh, so far is going pretty wow. really well wow. so, segue wow. of
3: the season last part of the season um, the beach.
2: let's uh, move on to part two where we're going to answer your questions Welcome back to the 5 Year Plan Podcast Pod 291 Last pod of the season Sponsored by Vector Printing For all your print And embroidery needs Go to vector.co.uk And that's Vector with her. Okay And JC and Associates Visit jcassociateslondon.com I will And Eternity Home Finance For every aspect Of your mortgage (laughs) 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 advice Visit You ready? I'm ready Visit EternityHomeFinance.com Or ring 03301330709 Personal finance I'm in (laughs) <laughs> home right? finance. Whole, well, personal home, personal. Home. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, fair fair I'm, I'm not sure they won't mind if I say personal. Maybe we should make well, it eternity home finance. i mean in. Too long, I can't remember uh, that. You know, <laughs> too I think, many words. I think you'll
0: find a very few persons listening to this who don't live at home. So they're pretty much the same. Who well, knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, I think we've got quite a wide
3: audience, Kev, from <laughs> the people that come yeah. up and talk. They'll be living of all home. ages. Living living some talk, sort of them don't talk; they just grunt. Some anyway, of them even. Yeah, some. some even, even <laughs> talk to John Endicott on a bus. and stuff. <laughs> Yeah,
0: John Endicott. <laughs> right. John. right. Yeah. He wasn't living on the bus, though, was he? The bloke Cheers, Eve. Anyway,
2: we've got a lot of questions, so I'm going to crack on with them. The first one's from Lee Ayres. I think This one's for Kevin because he says, "Has this season turned a corner?"
0: <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, 15 minutes before the end of the game. On are you Earth satisfied no, I think Kev? Are we saying no, we're, we're okay it, with it? I don't think we? it's mankind's default position to be satisfied. With it. A wretched state, especially in summer for you. Yeah, Limited is a wretched that, state that, of affairs. Absolutely, bit, yeah. we should always be striving for more. Well, yeah, we are. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm, no, I'm satisfied with. with of course, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got, look, we've got quite a few questions on that. Son A, hi, son. Says, um, have we moved forward without realising it? When we came up, we were looking at Swansea and Southampton as the blueprint of clubs that were playing decent football and making strides in the transfer market. Look where they are now. Is this as good as it gets? And on a similar subject, Tom Freestone says, would you call this a good season? There have been lots of highs and lows, and it feels like we just haven't quite lived up to expectation. A good season a few years ago would have meant just staying up, but now we should aim higher. So people are kind of split on this thing.
0: Yeah, they're interesting questions. I think the, one, the first one about the model is an interesting question because we... <laughs> year after year it's always difficult to point at what the Palace model is now yeah, there are clubs that have you know, like Brighton for example one where they've got a, a model that they try you know what and I think is, sorry to interrupt more, Kev yeah. but I think now people got to be looking at us and going let's Trying to the say Palace that. model. Have yeah, we but become what, the blueprint? <coughs> but what, but you, I'm not entirely sure what that blueprint is. Dry, not but be it's very print. good until January and be quite good till. <coughs> and, the rest and get someone on loan. Then, on, yeah, yeah. It's a, well, I think well, over yeah. the last third,
3: yeah. 13 games, we were the third best team in the Premier League, aren't we? You can't put your we did on. that last season as well. Yeah.
0: But in terms of the process, in terms of two, three, five year plans, it's hard to see. I mean, it's good to see Drea getting onto the beach, but it's, and in terms of our finances, it's hard to see what the long term plan are. but like we say it was, it's it's always like Chelsea fans you know chelsea been there's a chaos theory at Chelsea they change the manager every year Arsenal had the same manager for 30 years and didn't win anything for the last 10 of them so it's mm. so yeah sometimes you different managers are the right fit for certain times but you know
2: but does it feel like we are, you know, we talk about progress a lot on this one. And actually, I think we probably are. We haven't been in the bottom three all season, which is no, the first time I'm, since I think we are making it. I well, think we have officially made progress. We've yeah, actually inch, got the most point. points yeah, yeah, I think we've is. ever
3: had. Do you know what I mean? That most tells goals. you Most goals, most points. I think we you know, are, we are uh, making
0: progress. But I think progress, but also I think we have to be realistic about where that progress will take us and where it stops, essentially. Because week after week, we say we don't want to be the club that spends, like West Ham spent 100 million quid yeah. more than we did to finish a place above us. Mm. Yeah. We have to, you know, the top top eight is probably our most realistic ambition. That's something I'd be perfectly happy with. My, but the, the only thing I want all season is to be slightly safer, slightly earlier. Yes. But I think in terms of the football we played recently, I mean, I said before the Cardiff game was the first time in a long game, and I thought we 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 are generally a, a class above the opposition, the division above yeah. the, the opposition, and yeah. some of the football. We, and even allowing for the circumstances on Sunday, some of our attacking football was as good as we've probably yeah, seen. From any club, all season, in terms of excitement and in terms of sustained attacking. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's is, just that,
2: because we have been safer earlier this season again and made more points. So that progress is happening. But again, it's just that home versus away yeah, thing, that's, that's which we under, I understand why people get frustrated. Yeah. But on that, we've had a very interesting question from John O'Connor. Hi, who, John. Who says, over the six seasons in the Premier League, we've averaged, averaged 1.18 points at home and 1.18 points away. So it can be argued that relying on away form uh, to avoid relegation is really an urban myth. Because it seems very similar. They've proved equally important. And he said, that in fact, this season, if our away form replicated our home form, (one five, drawn five, lost ten, we would still have avoided relegation and still finished above Brighton. <laughs> yeah.
0: That yeah, is that. good. Yeah. Good
2: stats, John. That is good research. You
0: know well. You know me in stats. So. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd,
2: I'd
1: like to know if the, what would have happened if the home form replicated the away form. Well, then we'd like we be like top six, wouldn't we, or something? I don't know. Yeah, I, think we I mean, be. the thing is top about seven,
3: finishing in the top ten. No, we've talked about it before. You know, Everton, Wolves, uh, West Ham, Leicester are probably spending more money than we are. You know. I don't know wage-wise now. We were the ninth highest, but I would imagine that one or two of them have uh, gone past that with us now. Uh, So I think those three clubs would probably, you know, expect to be seven, eight, nine, maybe at the moment. And then, you know, it's us, Bournemouth, Watford, probably in uh, in that next three or whatever. So I don't think we're a million miles away from where we were supposed to be and perhaps you know with that forward player that we've talked about scoring goals which we've not really had yeah. that would be the big difference but I think where the club is now it's very difficult for for Steve and, and the guys I think to catapult the club forward I think it's going to be inch by inch mm. rather than uh, huge strides at a time because we are around the wage limit we 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 are spending a lot of money, and, and and we're at the point where it doesn't appear that we've been able with the last few seasons since our big forty million pound uh, or what was it? That was no, it was thirty on Sacco with Luca and uh, sloppy. Yeah, they and were sluppy. another forty million, weren't they? Nearly between them, so you know, and Ben Teke you know that we've not been able to do anything like that ever since. So I don't necessarily see that. Um, we're going to make great strides, like I said. But I think we are it, making each it, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: it is happening. You'd,
0: you're probably best off asking Brighton fans this question at the moment as well. Because yeah. they, for me, they've made pro- staying in the Premier League, they're at that position where we were. Yeah. Staying in the Premier League for a third season is a remarkable achievement. But they've still sacked their manager. They're still talking about getting a manager in, Graham Potter, who to me isn't as good as Chris Hute. So do they think that represents progress? I, th- I yeah. think Graham Potter's very Roy Hodgson like
3: and Dan Ashworth who is the technical mm. director would know Roy from West Brom very well in fact it was actually suggested to me yesterday by a journalist that they would have liked Roy Hodgson mm. but obviously they probably knew that it would be very difficult to uh, <laughs> yeah I to think to that's get uh, ambitious but uh, you know Brighton to their credit have you know put together a very good infrastructure with the stadium and that's the, the, the training facility. Before, yeah, <laughs> <infrastructure>. <laughs> that's that's that that's, that's the that's where they're very strong. But on the pitch, their recruitment and stuff hasn't been perfect. It's been a lot on, of money. Yes. On and not on necessarily the right players. So I think you know, Chris Hutton's not had a good second half of the season and they've decided that perhaps they think that's a risk to uh to continue on that basis. In terms
0: of progress, so where's the progress in getting rid of and it's Chris Hughton who's done a great job in the Premier League and bringing in a manager that we all know has potential, but has no Premier League experience. It's like if you're a Brighton fan, I'm not sure I'd be particularly happy if that turns out to be the to be the case because well, you I, think want, it's a, I think it's a gamble. It's a risk,
3: yeah. isn't it? It yeah. certainly is a risk, you know. And and Roy, doesn't represent such a risk, I don't think, for us because he is a. Safe pair of hands, and he knows what he's about and what yeah, he's doing. In many he ways, he's the perfect fella. Given our our finances situation of six years in the league and sort of having gone and spent lots of money, and now had to slow that up because it's all sort of caught up with itself. He's probably the perfect guy to have at the helm in that respect. Well,
0: also, it shows the Brighton game on Saturday, on Sunday shows the extent of the BBC sport bias. <laughs> Towards Brighton, mainly because three quarters of them lived down there. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, they showed they had big profile on their play on their Bruno on Bruno leaving yeah. after seven years. There's I know. A minute of that in the highlights. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no mention of Punching and, and yeah. And Julian's, Julian's been in fifteen years. Yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't Bruno. I thought he'd been yeah. there like ten years. No, he? No, seven. still,
0: seven years. It's like that. that was a minute of the heart But that's the BBC love Brighton. I yeah. oh, no. They love him more than Selzey loves Brighton. That's how so much uh, of oh, oh, Come uh, on. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure they love him that Chris, much. Chris, <laughs> obviously, my admiral. So you're going to get Hilton. me a few
3: nasty tweets coming <laughs> in my direction
0: again. I love Chris Shute now. He's not no, he's not managing them. No. He's, a of, man. yeah, he's, he's a very good man. He's a very decent yeah. fellow. Him.
2: Speaking well, of so. people at the helm, we had a couple of questions about this rumour of the potential takeover with a certain former Man City owner from Shirley Gale. Says, what's your thinking about the proposed sale of the club to a dubious character? do we all want the attention do we really want all the attention it's worth being what in is a bit, this I don't know well Ben really, Allen says where do the panel stand on the rumoured prospect having Thaksin Shinowatra well, involved with the club I'm
0: slightly reluctant to comment because this is where it turns out that Searles he knows him and he's a really nice fella <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a man who can't return to his own com- country because of uh, ongoing pending corruption charges that he's been found guilty of already uh, but the club of Point Black the standard just announced there's been a, a Press release this morning to cover point blank denied they've had any contact with him at all. Basically, I mean it's one of those rumours. With Steve Perry says I've always said that we will Mm. look at foreign investment because we need an injection of funds. But and then people put two and two together and say, well, this is a bloke with a lot of money. It must be him they're talking about. But. Or because the Americans have been very quiet, somebody goes. Well, Steve Parrish can say that, but it's obviously the Americans are doing it. But it's. I don't. Think I do it's think, like when so. it comes to
2: kind of football and sport and the money involved, that sometimes kind of morals go out the window and people end up being more driven by success. But there are some things that are a bridge too far. Like I just think that would it, it would not sit well with me to have someone like that at the helm of our club. The problem is,
0: and I think we've said this before. You don't have to go too many degrees of separation from most club owners, not including ours to find something dodgy I mean Man City are owned by a country pretty much with a human rights record that isn't fantastic you know the the problem with multi-billionaires who can afford football clubs is that most of them don't get to be multi-billionaires by being charitable decent <laughs> and, and delightful people <laughs> That's Just, true. unfortunately <laughs> very you know? true oh, yeah. so it's it's I I, I would hesitate to say well, I wouldn't worry because you know what's won't pass any fit and proper onus test but yes. it doesn't seem to be difficult it's not a thing. at any level of the Football League to put to I, pass. I wonder, Kev yeah. how
3: much even that stuff has to be right because you know, even if somebody's wants to run the club or whatever how difficult is it to put somebody else as a front uh, man uh, in uh, any uh, case uh, to do that you know you know they put, put the money in yeah, here yeah. and this guy is the owner
0: yeah. or whatever yeah, in name I, or, I also guarantee there will be palace fans listening to this you go i don't care what he's done if he wants agree but that's probably, not how i feel about that
3: no i'm i'm a bit less than you jd and that because it's politics, it's sport, and as I said to you the other day, you know the two shouldn't really cross over too much. I think you know, it would be so. a
0: massive sea change in the way our club's run I to agree. It
2: would be a PR disaster, it, it, I think. Essentially, you know, Steve I just Paris, wouldn't want
0: him So I think we're the closest run to a fan's mm. own team that there is in the Premier right. League, and I, think, I don't think I'd like that to change so radically. Although, when we're doing the Champions League pod in five years I might say good old taxi good old taxi buys his cakes at half time lovely <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like someone with lots
3: of money to uh, but Steve to run the football club really yeah. in, in that respect because you know that's always been the most important thing for me someone that, that understands it very well and the nature of the fans and the players and all that kind of stuff so that he's, he's very well in touch with it all and I think that's probably you know, one of the reasons we've been able to do what we've been able to do since he's taken over.
2: All right, well, listen, on the theory of controversial decisions, uh, we had a question about the Goal of the Season Award from from Paul Scowcroft. That's not
3: controversial. That's ridiculous. Enders, I'll go to you. He just says,
2: as it's exam season, (laughs) here is a question. Match the day, goal of the season, stitch up, discuss.
1: I mean, it just... company's goal was a great goal. And just Townsend goal was a great goal. They chose companies because of the situation that the team were in at the moment, which yeah. in my understanding of goal of the season
0: shouldn't really be taken into account. Because they're like goldfish. They choose the thing they've seen most recently. Most recently, yeah. I, you know, It's
1: just because... It's purely because, you know, there were Man City... And they had to win that game against Leicester. It's 10, 15 minutes full time. Vincent Company, who has been a great player for that club, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Company. He's done great things for Man City and for the city of Manchester. Yeah. This is a player who's donating all his wages this this season to the homeless in Manchester. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's a great guy. I know people who know him really well. He's a good guy. But that doesn't <laughs> alter the fact that. It wasn't a better goal than Andros. Well, it was a bit.
0: Fa- it was fairy tale, wasn't it? And the, also, the other goal, I mean,
1: it? it was it was fantastic. It was a fairy tale, but Andros's was a better goal, but technically the, the, better. The goal.
0: Most annoying things. I was watching it with Ed as it as it happened, as it unfolded. Uh One more sober than the other because so, he's not drinking much at the moment. <laughs> but I was watching it with Ed, and, we, and at the start we went, "Well, we've got no chance because it's all the goal of the month, all season is voted by the viewer, mm. so Salah's goal is going to win because Liverpool got more fans than we have, so yeah. we yeah. thought that's nailed on." But they went, oh, that's no, okay, because the final choice would be by us 3x players. We thought, okay, if he gets in the top three, he's going to win it. Lo and behold, he gets in the top three. Any other year, he would have won it because he got the most votes. He actually got he the got most. most votes. Yeah. For, did he? For, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh, got did a he? He he? Vote, Yeah. He was number one by far. Oh, viewers, so he should be. Viewers' vote, he got more than he got luck like for. Oh, 30. really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know did that. they declare that? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Okay, they said, I didn't know they'd actually shown that. He was out ahead with the viewers' vote. And then Ian Wright obviously puts his Arsenal shirt on and goes, well, get with it. It's like, I, I was genuinely taken aback, really. I think we need, a, we need a people's
2: vote on this, don't we? Well,
0: we do. We need a second. second we need a referendum. second referendum. Yeah. Though, yeah. As with the other Agreed. one. We need a second referendum and some people can't be allowed to vote. Simple as <laughs> that. Otherwise it's <laughs> well, going to go okay. wrong again. But, you know, well, well, I was, I was genuinely taken aback because it's like you talk to any person in football since Andros's goal, and they've all said there won't be a better goal all season. Yeah. And to be fair, Company's goal was good, but Salah's goal was actually better than that. Yeah, can um, I and offer Salah's goal, Salah's, goal, Salah's goal was, was a, a, a copy good.
3: of the goal that Andros the scored score against, against Burnley that yeah, yeah. he finished second <laughs> it's, 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 to his other goal that won goal go of the offer? season. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like
2: I would have still voted for Andros' goal, of course. But does the fact that Company is a centre back, you know, add anything no. to it? You it know, Andros shouldn't do though. it shouldn't. That's the whole point of the conversation.
0: But that's the other thing as well. It's like police estimates of crowds. You always have to take two thirds off it because everyone says it's thirty yards. It wasn't thirty yards; it was just outside the box. Yeah, and he had time to he, think about yeah, it as well. He was closer. He was closer than Andros was, and Andros's was a volley. A volley yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I, I agree with you. i just technique to. Uh, I agree. You know, yeah. To
3: control, you know, yeah. I, I can't see it unless our Kev's got. Connections at the BBC, so well, I'm, I'm expecting you I'm to. Uh, next week I'm yeah, expecting yeah. you to write that wrong, Kevin. I'll be very disappointed <laughs> in you if you don't. Well, I can't hack computers, <laughs> but I know a kid can. So. <laughs> <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless you ask them, has it been renamed most important goal well, of the season? So that
0: fine, that's because they said that that had more significance. that's not.
2: But has it ever that's been not clarified? What it's no, it's never been that. It's also the goal. Always the viewers See as the best goal. Because
0: even if it's subconscious or not, there's still a certain reluctance. It's like picking Palace players for England there's still a certain you can't, you can't have a palace goal winning goal of the season not when Liverpool and Man City gave us the best yeah. season ever we, despite the fact they were 20, 1992. despite the fact there were 25 <laughs> points of the rest of the Premier League despite the fact there's a two horse. basically we were asked to choose which millionaire horse we wanted to win yeah. the derby while the rest of us trudged 55 lengths behind them and that's the best season we've ever had while well, they beat opposition they should beat And it's so, so he scored the goal for one of them it's like Oh, but his well, goal, that's Townsend's goal is better.
3: I am thankful to yeah. Vincent Company for scoring that goal, you know. Right. At least we didn't have fireworks in Bangkok and Oslo, did we? At the uh, end of the season. Uh, oh, okay, oh, anyway, <laughs> let's
2: move on. Um, I've got a question here about transfers. Actually, I haven't had many questions about transfers this week, but this is from probably our best named listener, Benson Harbormaster <laughs> hey, Benson. <laughs> What a name and a half that is, by the way. We should have you on, Benson, just yeah, for your name oh, please,
0: only. Please, just for me. But I hope Benson is the made-up bit of that name.
2: <laughs> me too. <laughs> I, hope I hope none of
0: it is made up. I hope his real name's John Harbormaster, and he wasn't happy with that. <laughs> okay. I, I want a more glamorous name than that. I'm going for Ramon Harbormaster. <laughs> I think he
1: probably changed his name to Benson when he was 10.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Uh, that's, just his... and, that's just me and you, mate, that reference. <laughs> I'm just to yeah, gloss
2: over it. Um, assuming we don't... <laughs> Well, like it that, really isn't anything <laughs> really We're
0: it's on true. the beach. Um assuming sell, we don't the, assuming we <laughs> we don't, we don't lose any mask.
2: players, <laughs> yeah. if you could only bring in two players, what positions would you be looking at? Center forward. Yeah. Ob. Mm. And probably and to be honest, possibly the third goalkeeper. Well, we'll have to do that. Yeah,
3: mm. for sure. I mean, my guess at the moment looking at it is that I don't know what's happening with Pap Suare, but I think his contract expires this summer. I'm not sure, but I thought it did. But there was no sort of goodbye or anything for (coughs) him on Sunday, but obviously he wouldn't have had the same level of service. Mm. Yeah, Bakary Sacco, I would offer him a new deal personally, but uh, not everyone would agree with that. You obviously lost the two lone players at the moment, AU and Batshuay, so that's five that I think... uh, we're up to
0: already can I add in two more then
2: because yeah. Cameron says to us and this is a question from a few weeks back will we ever see Riedervald or Sorloth again well, two well, others in Soloth,
0: there. I don't think from what Lewington and Hodgson have said recently I don't think Sorloth will ever be seen Riedervald I think hmm. I would be happy to keep him because I think he's a Got I think potential he's a, a, a yeah he's yeah, got potential it's both at centre back and defensive midfield players so but already there you're,
2: you're looking at five, six yeah. players
0: there that are, that yeah and I don't doing, know
3: what money we're going to have yeah. to be
0: able to do any of this stuff yeah, So, a, well it depends It
1: depends
2: how much you sell Will for doesn't it
3: just putting come it just putting it I am trying, get, I out trying out to get through, through
2: a whole podcast without any Will <laughs> transfer. why do Palace fans keep talking about
3: selling our assets all the time I don't think well we know well it's worrying
2: just thought to put it out there just wind it up it worked it worked
0: it's, I don't think that's, that's going to happen and I think, no. I, Neither think do I, but. I think if it were to happen a lot of the money would go on infrastructure i.e. the stand rather than players but if we could keep I think what's Batchery scored now did he score 7, 8 6, and, six. six 5 in the league six. 1 in the cup we it's did
3: we did it, we did his stats live on the post match podcast, yeah. didn't we, J D? And would not like so the a, there wouldn't be much else going on in that. So right. some live <laughs> stats would have been Julian Spironi, <laughs> eight goals, Jason uh, punching, there was plenty yeah, to yeah. talk about. But anyway, didn't stop me statting during the break yeah. and telling them that uh, it's a goal every hundred and fifty one minutes, which is one Every one point six seven games for Batshaw so in the Premier League since he's been here.
0: One in two is considered a good year. Yeah, so over so right. the course that of that
3: he's not twenty goals a season-ish. So yeah. uh, well, also that might, might that. be what we're just missing.
0: Well, also yeah. strikers' goals as well. I mean, yeah, not, you know the, You think that's the one at Leicester where he just kind of stuck his leg yeah. out instinctively? Yeah, yeah. They're all from inside. They're all from close fairly close range, apart from that Leicester one. The two finishes on Sunday were, were yeah. good. I would have. I would. Uh, I don't know. Still, left back would be my priority, arguably to replace PVA, not just as cover for PVA.
3: The thing is, I think PVA would be a very expensive uh, cover left back. I would imagine so. uh, What's ahead of him in the team? Yeah, I would imagine if we signed one that potentially he would be sold because I just right. I don't. I don't know what he's earning exactly, but he's he's been at some. Premier League clubs on decent money right. so I can't imagine he's earning pennies mm. um, and I think probably that I mean the thing is Soiree goes you are already another one short too well, so, Sloppy and
2: Wardy is the only cover there
0: yeah. it's hard to imagine Soiree not going it's hard to imagine oh, well, we said this about Wickham it's hard to imagine yeah. him getting back well, to Wickham Wickham's fall.
3: another one well Wickham, Wickham I don't see any chance of him leaving I mean less somebody lesser wants to take him on loan and sort of have a go. Yeah. But again, if you let him leave, you've got to replace him with somebody yeah, else. Yeah. And again, where do you yeah. find the, the the dough to do that, which is the which is the problem, you know. It's as I said to you a few times before, it's all very well saying I would like to change this bloke, this bloke, this bloke you can't afford to change them all. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah. You know, You know. I said to you on Saturday, like Joel Ward, last summer, out of contract, and people were going, well, he's done his bit, it's time for him to go. It costs you £12 million and more yeah. wages to go and get someone to do the same job, not yeah, to play, yeah. And it's still, still doing, ballets, doing a yeah, job for yeah, yes, it's 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 yeah. I think uh, it's, it's, not it's not easy Joel to Ward.
1: do. I've just been with a... A good fr- friend of mine over lunchtime, Phil, who you you know sells in, we talked about Joel Ward, and we say you know pound for pound, I think he costs what three hundred four and I think pound for pound, he's probably one of the best signings yeah, we've yeah, had yeah, in the yeah. last ten years. Yeah. Record Premier doubt. League appearances. I said I think. this With last year doubt. when he got
3: criticised. I said, the "Bloke should never be criticised. You know, yeah, I agree. He he he, he played he five seasons basically in the Premier League every week, nearly after uh, after getting us up for one season, and he's been a pretty consistent. Yeah. And I think if he was his is legs he, fell off and he was absolutely useless forever, a, he'd still be a great player. Is he the practice.
1: only player that's still with us from when we came up? Will Will obviously.
3: Where would have been, Julian? Yeah, yeah. Wilf. So Julian's not there Julian. anymore, no, so no, he is—he's he the, is the, the only player. Technically, till one. the thirtieth of June. Okay. <laughs> how, <laughs> old is, uh, how old is he? Oh, Julian. No, Joe Ward. Must be Wardy. Late twenties. I 20, don't think 29. He's, yeah, I was no, going to say still, I I think he's about 29. I mean, he's
0: yeah. still relatively young for.
3: Yeah, he's not. He's not old, is he? Yeah. He's not. Uh is that right is he 29 29 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 29.
2: Um, it's, well it's going to be an interesting summer I don't think there will be as much movement as people expect but we'll see I've got a few more questions i going to crack on with this one is probably for Selzy oh, it dear. says from Steve Hod hi Steve he hi says, Steve well, swear, all of us yes do you think Luke Dreher will be involved on a regular basis next season it's good to see him get his debut on Saturday and Mr Cadbury's parrot hey hi Mr Cadbury's parrot um, who I met actually at Spurs very nice guy <laughs> said, um, oh no you didn't has he got one of those
3: beaks <laughs> in the same colour as the dairy milk yeah, yeah, you know, that sort of yeah, purple yeah,
2: funny, silver like, you know. Um he says Um how about giving Kian Flanagan, an under twenty three player of the year, a squad number next season? Nia Kirby, Blackpool player of the month, this was a few weeks ago. Uh, he's done very well there, so there are options, aren't there, Celsi? Do, do we think there are, any of them will get chances? Well, Luke Dre is someone that they've held in quite a high regard for
3: some time, but he's had a couple of very bad injuries over mm. the last couple of seasons, so he's not had a chance. But from what I hear, um, they're quite impressed with him on the training ground, and so. If he is able to, uh, I don't know how old he is now, J.D., actually, whether he would have to be named as a squad player next year because of his age or not. I don't know if he'd still be...
2: I think he's about 20. I think uh, was, If he's under 21... He was born in November 1990, 1998, <laughs> sorry, about 27, yeah. 26. Like and it's so, one point, yeah. it's Thank it's you to one Google uh, for reasons. their services he, on this Yeah, I think he's uh, around 76 podcast. kilograms in weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah around about 76. Yeah.
3: Okay. What did he have for breakfast this morning, J.D.?
2: You're uh, crunchy, not conflict. <laughs>
3: okay. there's a conflict there between the two of them. One of them's lying. Yeah, both. <laughs> okay, um, no, I think he, if he is good enough, and he did show some nice touches in the time yeah. he was on the pitch, <laughs> yeah. it would be massively, uh, massively useful.
2: Sorry, and the, the other right, two, right. the other two, are just enders behaving enders like season. animals in here as we speak. and, yeah. and ah. the uh, <laughs> and the other two, <laughs> yeah. Kirby and uh, Flanagan
3: think it'd probably be a little bit early for is them that Bud Flanagan? I, I think I think yeah. Nia Kirby from the bits I've seen and what I hear is technically a very nice footballer but it's whether physically again he's going to be Yeah. you know whether he would fall into I've the sort of John, John Williams well, category I, I, you know I think
0: you have to remember that I mean, Hodgson's been quite open about the fact that Wan-Bissaka wouldn't have got anywhere near the team if it wasn't a dire emergency, he wasn't in the squad, was he? He was called up to the squad. It was the Tottenham game, it was wasn't it? Tottenham because game. of all the injuries, so he I, had I'd, to play. Roy is not the sort of player. I don't think he will. I, I don't think there are many managers. I mean, certainly Pulis and Allardyce would have laughed at you if you suggested putting giving squad numbers to some of the kids. They don't. You know, Parge said the same thing. They don't think the Premier League is a place. Yeah. For young players, certainly, if it's you're, very risky. I think is, the average debutant risky,
3: now is twenty-three. We're between twenty-three and twenty-four. And
0: you're not likely to put a player in the squad just so he can come on for the last game of the season, like. Yeah. So I, I, I think Dre's got a chance, but I'd be surprised if any other, any other players are in. Unless squad. anything drastic well, happens, well, like well, yeah. with Aaron. Yeah. Um,
3: like, Again, sorry, Jodie, I was going to say to you, that's not um, <laughs> exclusively. Like our problem, I think you know yeah, from yeah. Yeah, yeah. when I chat with Gary sometimes and he goes to his um academy managers uh conferences with the Premier League or the f a and so on, you know that's a constant topic of conversation with all the clubs, you know how does how do they get more young players into the team, and everyone accepts you know managers' jobs at stake there are hundreds of millions yeah. of pounds yeah. at yeah. stake
2: we can't just. Take risks, you know. So it's it's hard. Okay. Well, look, final few questions then for this pod and for this season. Uh, this one comes from Luke O. Hi, uh, Luke it says, o. "What is Kevin's Palace prediction slash bet for next season in order to see him naked?" <laughs> Although in brackets, are you going to swim through <laughs> in in brackets, brackets, Pond put, Not that I want to see that. Which is a Bit harsh.
0: Uh, mate, I, don't, I can, I'm, I'm not going to condemn him for that. <laughs> <laughs> what was
3: that the Fane Pond one that you
0: said <laughs> originally? Naked Penteke through Fane Pond. Yeah. scored ten goals, I think. In, I can't remember. In really? four seasons, in four years, he did. was it Wickham at some point? I or? always make sure I've done it, I've offered it a couple of times, but I always make sure it's just not achievable. <laughs> basically, uh, if we get into the Europa League next season, I guarantee you, I will swim naked across. There you go. point. Wow. Good. Or run that, and, and for all those, say that again for we'll all those that. for all those pedants. I'm not saying naked again <laughs> for all yeah. those pedants out there. Yes, we know Thornton Heath Pond doesn't got any water in it. It's part That's part. of the whole oxen. point. Oh, right. So right? I'll be running naked across okay. Thornton Heath. Fine. Pond. Either I'm,
3: way, I've visions yeah. of you covered in algae like, as you're well, swimming, swimming actually, through. I yeah? can't actually
0: swim. Is the problem? Right. <laughs> okay. I would just like, just like to see you running, Kev. I can run. I'm just running. Full stop. Right. Dream of mine. You'll see me run up the stairs like a young gazelle. I wouldn't say run. I'd say trot. Right. Uh, Ray Banks? The only reason you don't see him is Hi, he's so far behind me. Whoa! Banter. Wasn't Ray me, Banks wasn't who carried is over the line Ray from the Pawsons.
2: <laughs> Ray. from the How will we cope with no podcast this summer? Oh, we That's do the one any, biggest We question. do one anyway, we just don't broadcast it, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> Yeah. We do it once a week. <laughs> just for us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ray. And you still don't listen to <laughs> it's it. It's a shame about
0: Ray, <laughs> isn't it? We do, it's a shame.
2: I got that reference. I got that. Yes. Well done. I
0: didn't get that. I was we, good on
3: Popmaster again this morning. With, uh, I've got two
0: on ready. We will do one
3: Evan
2: summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Done.
1: Well, Thank you very much. Thanks. At last. <laughs> How many years has it been? Nine years. We're <laughs> yeah, finally getting a, a modern <laughs> yeah.
2: cultural reference. His, his solo album. Evan Dando's solo album is very oh, good. You move on. Anyway, um, Robbie Scotcher. Oh, hey, Scotcher. Hi, Robbie. Hi, hey, Robbie. Um, says, um, what are the podders' contract situations for next season? Have we had any offers in for anyone? Can we expect any new signings? Any reserves going to step up? Well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm hoping, because I've got Selzy representing me now.
0: So right. I'm hoping to get a, another contract on my another extension to um, the, yeah. you know, we'll see about that there's yeah, not a yeah. lot of
2: funds available Kevin just want to now, well so. we haven't got much new blood to come through so yeah. we've had a bit of a big squad this season actually we, we yeah. have added to our squad too it's, an age, it's an aging squad though, <laughs> though <isn't> it? yeah. <laughs> it's an aging squad isn't it yeah. in fact I would like to say to everyone that's podded with us this season in the main pod or on the pod extra thank you very much for your time because without you guys, it would just be me talking to a microphone and no one wants to hear that. Oh, so thank yeah, you to fair, all of you yeah, for yeah. your support. We really appreciate it. So. And none of it
3: would happen without you, JD. Remember that? Mm, don't you, know. Know. you are the glue that sticks not it all sure. together. I think it would. couple would have done without
2: him. I think it would. I think it would as well. Okay, listen. Oh, we we'll uh, have forgotten uh, Julian's name in for six weeks. Who? Uh, I'm telling <laughs> him. Well, I want to round off to part three. It's going to be a very quick just kind of homage to Julian. Our final question comes from Cole Hogan. who's just sent us a list of emojis so we've got frying pan emoji drink emoji star emoji (laughs) uh, snowman emoji drop emoji pig emoji prey emoji and Irish emoji so I don't know what you're saying there but thanks Carl covers a lot of our bases (laughs) maybe maybe that was one for every one of us you probably
3: got the snowman didn't you because you don't like the sun I was probably the pig emojis uh, count me in (laughs) right thank you very much
2: for your questions this week and throughout the entire season we (laughs) really appreciate your support I'm often in that with them anyway (laughs) Uh, in part three we're going to just very quickly talk about our departing hero Julian Speroni we're going to try quickly Uh, Julian Speroni who has left (laughs) Palace Right, welcome back to part three of the FYP podcast. Sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your printing embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector Weather. Okay. And JC and Associates. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will Spironi. And <laughs> Nice. And Eternity Home Finance. Go to eternityhomefinance.com or ring 03301330709. Spironi, I'm in. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, we could probably do an entire hour, if not more, Talking about Julian Speroni who has left Palace after 15 years and, an and the impact. <laughs> we could do a whole day, probably. The impact he's had on the club. We, we only have a few minutes left this week, but we can't really wrap up without talking about him. The emotional goodbye on the pitch Selzy, where he couldn't really get the words out. The impact he's had over the last 15 years, you know, he's someone that's been there from Dowie in the Premier League mm-hmm. to administration in 2010 when we thought the club might go bust. the the next nine years since then that's brought us here six years in the Premier League and he's not just been here he's been an integral part of it so it's going to it's going to feel very very strange next season not to have Julian um, at Sellers Park
3: yeah it was a tough few days really because funny we were talking I think when do we do the pod Monday Bank Holiday Monday yeah. yeah. and you asked me what what I thought would happen which I said but I hadn't heard anything at that point and then uh, he called me on Wednesday afternoon and said he'd just been in with Roy and that uh, he'd told him that they weren't renewing his contract and he was very forlorn, really, I would say, very sad. Um, and I sort of said to him, you know, you knew this day would come and so on and and I think, I still think it, I guess it's like the the thing where, somebody who's very ill for a long time and you know that that their time is going to go eventually but it's still that shock when it happens you know, people still struggle to to contain their emotion when it happens and rightly so you know, and he it felt a little bit like that to me I mean, I I went round on Thursday evening uh, to do the statement with him that he put out and we put some words together and so on he was very emotional and tearful while we were talking and his 10-year-old lad cried when I arrived and said, you know, how sad he was and so on. And the family really, I mean, it's a big part of their life. You know, 15 years of the club and their routine and so on and I knew it would be difficult for him on Sunday and the the video they put out on Saturday evening of his last training yeah. session and stuff mm. was a pretty tough watch for yeah. him, wasn't it? I... I spent my my missus was watching it, and I was sort of (laughs) looking out of the corner of my eye, looking away, because it was an absolute choker, wasn't it? Really, yeah. And um, I was with him on Sunday morning. Luckily, um, his mum was flying over that very weekend, so she arrived very early on Sunday morning, about half past three on Sunday morning. So she was able to to be there and see it all, and he had to explain to her what was going on once she'd arrived and and you know to explain to a 10 year old lad who's only ever known his dad to be crystal palace's yeah. goalkeeper you know that it doesn't go forever and you know things change um so there's the there's the football club side and the family and the human side all of this is is part of it and you know it was it was tough and i said to him do you want to prepare some things to say and stuff and he said I think I'll just do it as it comes because I don't even know that I'm going to be able to yeah. to speak properly mm-hmm. and sure enough he could barely choke a word out of himself could he? He was well, absolutely is, I think as well choked. I think we
0: have to um, I think it was lovely that so many people stayed behind on Sunday and just to see Punch and, and Julian and yeah. I think everyone understood it, Julian wouldn't have been human if, he's, if he had made a really nice fluent funny speech You wouldn't have expected that but I think what you need to acknowledge about Julian is not just on the pitch, it's the stuff yeah. he's done off the pitch yeah. where, from a foundation point of view and from any, before that, the, the study centre, he's the first one to, to volunteer to do stuff. He's He will give every Palace fan the type. I remember the beer festival just after my mum died. He'd not met my dad before and he spent half an hour talking to my dad about about my <coughs> mum. And that's, like, that's something my dad will never forget. And that same beer festival, he was supposed to be taking his sister back. To the airport, and he ended up putting her in a taxi because he didn't want to disappoint some people. That he, so, so there's nothing he wouldn't do for the club, off the pitch. Punch was the same. And he was a true ambassador for, for the club. When when times weren't always that good off the pitch, you know we weren't represented necessarily by people who owned us. Before the new owners came in, and, and Julian was one of the rare people you could point to as a as a good thing about the club and he it's he is one of those rare you can't explain it only football fans will understand it but yeah. only palace fans will understand what he means to us every club's got somebody who's who's special like Coppinger at Doncaster special but Julian Frost was you know in the circumstances what he did you know it was What's the saddest thing he never got to play for Argentina it was like yeah but and he probably deserved to. But he was, he, he was a remarkable goalkeeper. Which I think sometimes younger Palace fans have probably forgotten that because they never saw him yeah. play. But he was a brilliant goalkeeper. But also he represented us off the pitch in a he, way that you couldn't ask. Well, there were big moments. More, you know, in the yeah. in the
2: playoff semis, he made those big saves, and the yeah. final made a big save. In the first couple of seasons, he made big saves to keep us in it. it? Save against Chelsea, the one yeah. one nil. In the the oh, Burnley <coughs> the Burnley penalty yeah, save. Yeah, like yeah. he made great yeah. saves. But the thing is, Ender's in this world of football and it is quite, there's high turnover and there's not often kind of, you know, a lot of good reputation with footballers. You just don't get people like Julian Speroni coming along that often. Yeah, I
1: think I was going to say actually he's a real throwback to Mm. what football was. Yeah. And, I mean, we're all a little bit older. Yourself you're excluded, and maybe Celts is quite young as well. But, I'm
3: forty-nine. Um, I'm not that young. I mean, no, you're not that young. But, <laughs> but it is,
1: it's, it's, it's you know, it's a time before. I know he's been around all in the, prem, in the Premier League era, but it's a time before that when players players work at a club for many years. You know, we've seen it over the years. Lots of clubs. I mean, you look at some like Giggs. You know, he was at Man United for donkey's years. to have a player like that and it's getting less and less now and and when somebody does for whatever club they are it's got to be applauded because so much of our game the game that we all love and we grew up loving has been squeezed away from us by tv by advertising Mm. by money by other things by the media by social media by everything and we still cling on to it we still cling on to what we love about football and even though i was messing around earlier on talking about the game on Sunday being like a kick in the park, but that's what's so great about football. It still can be a kick in the park. These players are earning a lot of money, and they'll. But and I think the great thing about Julian was that for him it was just a kick in the park with his mates, and he and he loved what he did, and he loved everybody around it. And it was a community thing, and you can't underestimate what football clubs do to people and the community around them and it's a really mm. big thing and something like Palace is really special it's special to us for and the people right. listening to it because they're listening to it and it's special to us and Julian epitomises everything that we do for this club mm. the money we spend on season tickets, it's travelling away mm. the money we spend on everything we do the time, the energy the emotional energy that we all put into it as fans is epitomised by what Julian did and long will he be remembered at this club and he will be remembered forever and I think every player that comes in his wake will be remembered by you know you remember there's people like Julian and, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. and Punch as well punch as well i think just remember these are people and in the way we look back at people like Jim Cannon yeah. you know and other people like that we look back at these and, but julian's now a time and and i think and i'm just really glad that he's been recognized by people and and i just think it's really heartwarming for the football community in general that there's players like him
0: still around and i'll get off my
1: pedestal <laughs> no i totally agree absolutely 100%
0: you also have to remember where julian's from as well he he comes from a country that we've had a volatile relationship with in the past decades and he followed in the footsteps of people like Villa and Ardiles who and and uh, younger people need to look this up who came to Tottenham just after the Falklands War and made people realise that it's ludicrous to dislike people because of where they're from because they behave with such dignity and such respect and were such good footballers and Julian's the same thing. It's just like Julian, no Palace fan, whatever you can ever. You know, he actually Argentina. came from Dundee. I mean, for well, no, you know, <laughs> uh, <it's>, uh, <laughs> I, I was talking about Scotland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought but you were talking about Argentina for a minute. But for me, it's it goes minute, from yeah. Dundee. It's a crazy place. It's Very difficult for a, for a, a Palace fan who's watching Argentina play to want them to lose because that's where Julian's from. I mean, you have to remember the culture is so different here as well. It's like it, you know, Punchin's one of our own. He's from down the road. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Julian came in to a, a difficult club in a difficult situation from a from a country that isn't loved in this country, and he's, he's just been rem- well. And the way yeah. as well he, that he, he turned it around, you he, know, he, he has a, yeah. a strong. I mean, Ender said some lovely
3: things there, and he, he is a community hero. He has a very strong sense of duty yeah. to everything that he does. He doesn't. He. I'm privileged to be very close to him, and he feels privileged to play for this club. You know, he, he feels it's an honor to stand there and sign pieces of paper or take pictures for two hours after the game. Not an inconvenience. They come to see me. I'm grateful for that. I'm going to give them all my time. You know, he's, he's so unfootballed, no social media in this day and age. Sends me, what are you doing today? Or, Or I'll send him a message and he, he replies with a picture of him wearing some goggles in his back garden, cutting his hedge down and stuff like that. I mean, it's really just. And last Thursday, all this stuff broke, and the club announced that he was leaving. There was this big outcry. Where was Julian on his day off? He was at a school in Greenwich, refereeing a Year nine's game of football amongst the two teams because he didn't want to let the person down who he'd said ah, he would well, do it. You, you know, on numerous occasions. I've asked him, you know, people have come to me, probably listeners here, I know Nav is one of them, and he had a friend who was a, 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 a like a father to him, I think, and as a season ticket holder that was 92, and uh, I, I went with Julian down to the hospital in Red Hill shortly before he died, and Julian sat with him for an hour and gave him his jersey and all oh. these kind of things, you know, another young lad that he went to visit who was very ill, I think he's still ill, so... I wish him very well and uh, he went to the house last summer and visited the kid and the family and he's just an extraordinary person and uh, I can
2: honestly say that I don't know anyone like him. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you, Julian, for everything you've done for this club and Jason as well. You'll both be sorely missed at Sellers Park. And guys, that, that, that's it. That's the last pod of this season done. So thank you for being here today a pleasure thank I'm, you JD I, I, I'm willing I
0: can't speak I'm willing <laughs> <And> <laughs> sorry, <generally>, I, <laughs> sorry Sorry, sorry. and yeah.
2: thank you as well to all our listeners for listening today and uh, throughout the season we appreciate your support your questions your kind comments at games we really appreciate everything
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it
2: so enjoy your summer we'll be back with you next season enjoy the summer what do you mean enjoy, no, oh, enjoy some of us we yeah, haven't we have we got have time for that advice. have a great <laughs> summer whatever <laughs> you do and we'll see you again soon <laughs> goodbye <laughs>